Hello and welcome to the Dreamviews Life Podcast. This is episode number 12. I am Dale Mark, a music photographer located in San Diego, California. Today I bring you an interview with Ghost Feeder, a synth rock band from Tampa Bay, Florida. I recently sat down with Derek and Mark while they were on tour with Julian Kay and the Birthday Massacre. Before we get started, I have a song off of their latest album, World Fameless, and this is the song Sucker for the Chemistry. Enjoy. members of Ghost Feeder. If you guys could introduce yourself, that would be great. Hey, this is Derek. Hey, this is Mark. Very good. Uh, the first question I'd like to ask everybody is, uh, what did you guys listen to on the way to the venue today? <laughs> it's good quiet. Yeah. Uh, the sounds of the road. The sounds That's of the road. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's been a pretty quiet... There's no music in this, in this van on tour. Really? Yeah, we get okay. enough on stage. Everybody just kind of wants to wind down and... I think good. when it comes down to it, if anyone wants music, we can listen to our earbuds. But that's, yeah, that's true. There's a yeah. lot of earbuds. <clears throat> I can see that. A lot of people um, listen to podcasts and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to music all the time, it's kind of like you do want to break sometimes to exactly. rejuvenate. Very good. All right. Um, okay. Uh, how and what made you start uh, turning game controllers into musical devices? <laughs> Um, the first music I ever got into as a kid was video game music. Up until probably even my teenage years, I didn't really listen to the radio or <clears throat> pop music or anything like that. It was just video game music. And uh, I just thought it would be kind of cool to take it full circle and start using video game controllers to actually make the music that was originally inspired from video games. So 
It was a little, it's a little tribute to my childhood, I suppose. Very nice. And I guess you don't get to... Actually, no. this tour, you're getting to play with the buttons a little bit more than normal. Definitely. Uh, Derek's <laughs> opened up that avenue for me, uh, but he hasn't given me any game controllers yet. Not yet. Uh, Working your way up. Maybe next yeah, year? Perhaps. Maybe. I could graduate on to using the Game Boy or something. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so I know you have an album coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. and uh, Amir's been helping you with that a little bit. Yes. Um, is it what? Can you name something that he's really helped you with that's uh, going to help you out with for the future? future album and things like that? Um, yeah, I think he's given some good songwriting advice. I have a tendency to overcomplicate um, my compositions, and I think it's because I tend to take a really long time to write a song. I'll come back to it over and over again. And by the time I uh, am done with it, I've added so many things that I kind of forget what the original essence of the song was. Um, so I think that I'll take his, his advice and try to ch- trim, trim a lot of the fat in the future. Um, that being said, I say that every time that I <laughs> embark on a new album, so we'll see how, how I'm able to stick to that, but I'm, I'm going to try. Very good. Um, so how did you guys uh, get together as a band? Um, we're friends from college. We were huh? in a band in college, and uh, I've kept in touch ever since, um, and I, I, we went our separate ways for a period, but... Derek built this project and it brought me back into the fold in the last couple of years um, as a touring member as the guitar player. What kind of uh, music was that first band? Definitely more of a rock and roll band. Yeah, there were no electronics. It was heavily inspired by um, I would say like uh, Audio Slave um, Tool. Yeah, Mark and I are both really big Tool fans. It was a guitar based rock band. And Derek was the guitar player, I was the bass player. Right. Um, I'm a guitar player first, but obviously he took that first, so. Very good. Awesome. So what does success look like for a band? Or what does success like look like to you as a band? That's a, a, It's strange that you ask me that because I ask myself that all the time. I think that it's hard to pin down what success is because the only definition of success I've ever read that made sense to me is that it's a journey. It's not a goal. So it's something you have to keep working at. It's something that's going to keep happening. You don't really get to a certain point in your career and say, okay, I'm done. I did it. At least, I mean, you know, some people probably do if they have a specific thing they want to achieve. I really don't. I just want to keep getting better and keep doing more um, and keep trying to grow the the band as much as I can. Um, It's kind of a nice journey, too, to see how far you can take it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So then it begs the question, like, when do you... How do you know if you've failed and when do you stop? <laughs> Which is something I may have to ask myself one day. But, uh, yeah, success is, is, is tricky. I think that if your success is to, if your idea of success is to get a, a song on the radio um, and you do it, then that's your image of success, I suppose. It's different for everybody. But then you could technically start on another goal, right? So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. which I think most people probably do. And the music business has been changing so much that. You know, I think getting on the radio wouldn't necessarily mean success to a person now the same as it did before. Right. Um, I, I think that we're having a lot of fun right now, so why not ride the wave, you know? Sure, sure. So how do you see, um, I didn't have this on here, but how, how do you see the future of music in general as far as keeping albums or uh, just releasing singles? For for this project, or you mean... Well, I know if you're, you have an album coming out, but mm-hmm. like in the industry in general... <clears throat> A lot of it's going to singles instead of just releasing full-blown albums. Yeah, uh, I think 
I can really only answer this personally, and I think that for me, it just depends on what I want to do at that given time. If I have a vision for a collection of songs, then they could be released together as an EP if they're kind of the same vibe, or they tell a story or something like that. Um, additionally, there's the economics that go into recording music and mastering it and printing it and all that stuff. So it costs just as much to print uh, an EP as it does a full-length album. So there's things like that to take in mind, take into consideration. Because um, get your money's worth, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> as far as the industry as a whole, I I don't even feel remotely qualified to try to predict anything about that. What I do think about a lot is um, it's it's very easy for people now to be able to fine-tune their musical taste. Um, there's such a variety of music out there available online. And, of course, through the streaming services and everything, giving you recommendations is a real way to um, kind of fine-tune what you want. So um, if we can find a niche somewhere, um, if we can be um, a unique find for someone, then that's, that's kind of what we're going for. Very good. Uh, so what do you do outside of music to help rejuvenate your creativity? Um... <clears throat> Rejuvenate my creativity. Mark, you answer this one first. <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, long walks. I don't know. Um, you live close to a beach. So. Yeah, I, I, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I look at art. I look at uh, politics, um, uh, the news, world around me, and try to channel that somewhat. Um, I have an active professional life as well. A day job, if you will. So, um, I, I try to just try to boil that down to uh, to something positive I can put out there. When you say rejuvenate creativity, do you mean like take a break or? No, it could be you know non-music related, but you go out like say you like to go like we're here by talk golf right now. Oh, okay. Like, you can play golf to relax and it helps you clear your mind. Okay. Derek doesn't strike me as a golfer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that is a little hard to answer because I'm not really a, a relaxed kind of person. If I'm, I like to take a break once in a while, but if I'm doing it too long, I get nervous. I need, I always need to be working on something. Um, so I guess if I'm not working on music <clears throat> or something music related, then what am I doing? <laughs> Watching a movie, something like that. I'm sure because of the whole game controller thing, people would say you're playing video games or something but. I do I do really enjoy video games I don't play games as frequently as one might think given the everything else about me <laughs> but um, yeah I suppose if I had to go to a go-to answer it'd be video games as a, as a kind of um, what's the rest of it yeah, yeah, yeah a little escape from from reality but generally I'm, I'm always always working and if I'm not yeah. working I'm thinking about sure. what's next so I can see that so if you could meet anybody in history, who would it be? Anybody in history? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Doesn't have to be music either, just anybody in history. Hmm. That's, that's a lot of names that I have to sort through. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Abraham Lincoln. Maybe both at the same time? Just have a yeah. sit-down dinner with yeah. those two? That'd be interesting. Michael Jackson's a good answer. Although sometimes when you meet a hero, I, I, I don't know this from the experience, but I feel like you might be disappointed, you know? Although, 
<laughs> Michael Jackson in, yeah, his, you can't, in his majesty. You can't be, be disappointed. No matter what, it's going to be like something to talk about. I do find it interesting. No matter who who I speak with or what genre of music it is, everybody is a Michael Jackson fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. It's like, it could be thrash metal, it could be whatever it is, but everybody's still... He, he transcended so many genres. There's never going to be another guy like him, yeah. for sure. Another another artist like him, I'm sure of it. The industry so, won't even won't support it, so it's like technically impossible. But also, he's just a, an incredible talent. So you think about a lot of the, I don't say icons, but big people like that, Michael Jackson. Do you think they're um, it helps their legacy that they died early? Um, like I wonder if like he like. Didn't Elvis like the later or older he's getting? It wasn't as good as he was, and he's probably tarnishing some of his. You know, I think I think with with an Elvis <laughs> Presley or a Michael Jackson, there is Elvis really dead? There, oh, oh. of course, there's that yeah. too. I think with uh, with people like Elvis or Michael Jackson, their lives are kind of broken up into different eras of what they did and how they looked. Like Vegas Elvis is a thing. He's not as cool as you know new on the scene Elvis but still when you th- I think when a lot of people think of Elvis Presley they think of him in the white you know bedazzled right um, suit and all that so I I think Michael Jackson is a tough one because his legacy was so big I don't think it, he could have lived forever and still been fine yeah and he did have you know, his well he was, was about to release a new album wasn't he I'm not. I'm not or sure. Or he was working. Oh, it was a tour. I'm sorry. I'm it was a tour. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was that that show. There's some interesting give and take there because on one <clears> hand, um, someone is sort of historically preserved as a young person, but yet we're sort of missing their voice. I think about how we were very much in need of what John Lennon might say right now in right. these times, wh- whether it's about music or about politics. And same goes for Kurt Cobain and these others that left too soon. I think if if they have a strong body of work. And they die early. I guess they kind of they're gone before they can mess it up. In some ways, not to be not to be crude about it, but sure. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jackson's last album wasn't well received, so you know he wasn't really at the top of his game later in his life. Yeah. Okay. So if um, okay, so you won a lifetime achievement award, and as you're walking up to the stage, what theme music are they gonna play for you? Oh, something for Mega Man, for sure. Title, title theme to uh, Mega Man 2. Mega Man? <laughs> I can't say that I know that. It's a, it's a video game, of oh, course. Okay. How about you? Um, ooh, um, <laughs> lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> <sighs> Are those given for specific things, or just like I'm sure, you know, good like life? A, right, well, you know, a good career or whatever. That's I'll go with here. the uh, Zelda theme. Zelda theme? Yeah. Okay. All right, both video game themes. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Makes sense, right? Okay. So here's a, so a couple short questions. Okay. Uh, favorite superhero? Have to be Batman. Oh. I'm I'm hesitating because I was never much of like a comic book oh. kid. I was. I know you were, and I knew you'd jump right on that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Batman's fine. Batman's fine. <laughs> Batman's interesting because he didn't have a super power, right. per se. Um, that's what I always found most unique about him. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know that I have a favorite superhero. I, I, I don't. That's okay. I think Batman is the one I'm most familiar with, and I think he's probably one of the cooler ones. Superman's definitely the lamest. I'm glad so. you didn't make that choice. Yeah. No, no. I <laughs> it would have been a rough night if you would have said Superman. Right. I would have had to argue. Right. It'd be Batman versus <laughs> Superman all night. Oh, okay, a yeah. movie. Favorite car? Favorite car? 
Um, the vehicles from Jurassic Park are really amazing. <laughs> I, I, but that's more or less a decal that you could affix to any any vehicle. Um, what were those Ford Explorers? I, I mean, I, like I think a Jeep thing, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, no, no, they were uh, Mercedes. I'm quite sure. I don't think they were that nice. I think they were like a Subaru or a Ford. I think it was a Ford Explorer. We'll have to go review the tape. But I did see a nice one. I, th- I think neither of us are, are car people, but. Um, uh, I did see a nice either. one uh, walking out of uh, a Chili's restaurant the other night. What was it? Uh, remember? Um, remember? It, was, it looked like it was from Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not to come full circle, but it was like a Jurassic Park meets Batman car. Yeah. No, that was cool. That was a Jeep of some kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The tires were, were lit. Yeah, so my favorite... about that some more. My favorite car is the one we saw outside Chili's that one time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all still wondering. Okay, uh, favorite video game of all time. Uh, the Mega Man series for sure. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild for Switch, a, a recent game. A contemporary uh, choice. Yes, yes, it blew my mind. Nice. Yeah, okay. that, that I'm. It's hard to choose, but I'd have to say the Mega Man series just because I'm so nostalgic for it. Okay, how about favorite cartoon of all time? Huh. You know what? <sighs> favorite cartoon of all time. Ducktales. And they've recently revived DuckTales into a new series, and it's really very good. I recommend it. It's very funny. I I know I'll probably think of a few later and say, damn, I wish I said it to Dale. (laughs) Um, But I really loved the the real Ghostbusters growing up. Oh, yeah. Um, So that might be my favorite. I mean, I also like South Park and some more adult cartoons, Family Guy. But uh, I'm going to stick with Ghostbusters as my answer. <laughs> I think Final answer? Yes. I, I think that uh, something to be said about a lot of those old 80s cartoons, 80s, early 90s cartoons, was their, their theme songs. Theme oh, songs yeah. were yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. They don't really do that anymore. No, they I, don't. Kids' there's attention no, spans are too short. Yeah, there's too yeah. many commercials. There's no attention spans. Shows just kind of start. But I will say this. The DuckTales revival maintains the theme song. It's a new composition, but it's still just as good. So go watch it. Very nice. <laughs> Okay, last one. <clears throat> Favorite app on your phone? Instagram. Uh, That's probably a lame choice, but <laughs> I enjoy Instagram. Uh, this is this is a runaway favorite. Um, it's called the Sky Guide app. Oh, okay. And it's like an augmented reality thing. See, I even pulled it up. <laughs> uh, it, it's, Do we get to hear the theme music? As a matter of fact, <laughs> it does have some theme music. I wonder if it will come know. on or not. Um, but it's like an augmented reality thing where you can actually move it on the horizon and see like there's Mars right over there so it really has changed my life I'm looking at this all the time trying to show people who don't care (laughs) (laughs) well I mean when you're on the road and you're out in some of those desert areas it's pitch black out there you can really see a lot of right right I'm down on the road best three dollars I ever spent (laughs) yeah Um, I'd like to um, you can see through China. Let the listeners know that my answer was Instagram because A, it's my favorite social network, but also B, because I don't have much on my phone. Oh. I'm saying this because Mark had a really good, cool answer, and I was like, oh, Uh-oh. social media. <laughs> I got excited. I was like, oh my God, I can talk about the app. Yeah, I have. Finally. I keep a pretty lean, mean smartphone app situation, so I don't have a lot to choose from. But I'm still sticking with Instagram based on what I've got. It beats the settings app. Oh, gosh. That I have. Okay. <laughs> hey. You don't have very much of that, do you? No, not much. Well, very good. That's all I really had. Um, anything you guys wanted to add or say? Or... I know um, you guys uh, have about a couple more weeks left of the tour, right? A couple more weeks, yep. And then um, I'm going to head home, finish up the new album, figure out how it's going to be released. 
Um, so for those of you listening, check out Ghost Feeder on social media, including Instagram. You'll and the some... Indiegogo still going or no? It's still going. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put an end to it after I get home um, because I need to actually start fulfilling these sure. uh, these orders. I just want to say that we're both so over the moon excited to be here and so grateful to be in front of audiences um, of both the Birthday Massacre and Julian Kay. Uh, they're bands that really inspire us every single night. Um, I think and, it's a good fit, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of a bucket list tour for me. Um, yeah, we're living the dream. This is how I really think about it every day. Almost like success, huh? Yeah. Almost like success. <laughs> Well, very cool. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And have a great night. Yeah. Safe travels. You too. That was the song Martin Fly, also off their latest album, World Fameless. Basically, all the songs on that album are awesome, so give it a listen. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Derek and Mark. They are great, hardworking guys doing what they love, so definitely a pleasure knowing them. Don't forget to check out their new album when it comes out next year. I'll have links to the band in the show notes on DreamViewsLive.com. While on the site, you can also check out some photos from a few of the shows I shot for them this year. That about wraps it up for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great week, and we will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.